0: I'm Thomas, and this is Actual Prep, a short podcast about getting ready for game day. Hi there. Last time I talked a bit about the game my group wanted to play. We wanted something cyberpunk, something with that Shadowrun-like feel, but we also want something that's got a better rule-set fit for our group. And we settled on the Genesis role-playing system by Fantasy Flight Games to kind of power our game. We've played a few sessions of it so far, and it's been working pretty well for us. What I'd like to talk about this time is our session zero, which is where we started to get the game underway. And actually, we we did some prep for that session zero because our group doesn't play face to face. Uh, We can't really. Go over to like you know Jeff's house and bang out everything because we all live in three different time zones. Right now we've been gaming this this on uh, on Discord, and we've been sending email and text out to uh, each other to kind of prep for things, and we're also keeping some files up on like Google Drive and uh, over in uh, over on Dropbox. So. We actually need to prep for that very first session where we finalize our characters and get a first scene in. So, once we decide the type of campaign we were going to play and what system that we're going to use, we start emailing ideas about the setting. So, with a campaign that's loosely based on the real world, knowing that the game is going to be like this big megacity sprawl thing, My inclination is to have the game be set in a place that's unfamiliar to the players or some place that the players really don't know that much about. And I don't want to be a place that we really know a lot about because I don't really want to screw up things like, you know, throwing the Guggenheim Museum on the wrong side of Central Park and then all of a sudden that breaks immersion when somebody goes, wait a sec, That's over on the Upper East Side. There's a similar issue when using an established game setting uh, for me that I come across. Like, I've got this strange reluctance to set a game in an area where there's, like, a lot of canonical writing about what's going on and where different things are. Because I really don't want to disappoint that gamer that knows the intellectual property that well, that actually knows it better than I do. So, well, here, like, when I was growing up, there were, like, these hardcore Star Trek fans, and they lived and they breathed Star Trek. I wouldn't want to run a Star Trek game for uh, people who are, like, really big fans of of the property. Because I don't want to accidentally break canon and pull them out of the game, even momentarily like that. Or even kind of wind up disappointing them because... They're like, hey, we're going to play in a Star Trek game. I've got all these expectations for what Star Trek is. And then all of a sudden, Thomas is pulling some uh, other things out, and what I'm delivering doesn't meet the expectations or the standards that they have. So, uh, on. Ah! Uh, the game Blue Planet 2nd Edition, I think, really worked well for. Uh, my older game group because even though nobody really knew much about the setting I was able to take an area that was undeveloped or very lightly developed in the game rules and we built like a whole society a whole city and a a whole uh, just a whole section a whole campaign came out of just like a one-line reference in the book our assumption with this game is that we're going to be doing bog standard shadow run using different system and in like second edition of Shadowrun it was easy to just go ahead and create something because Catalyst Fanpro Faza they haven't developed the world into such an extent that there's that they covered every major location as it is if you look back on the source books that exists today. They, in my opinion, they've kind of developed the world just a little bit too much, and when I think of I want to run a game set in a New York City or of or New Orleans, there's already established stuff for that, and my ideas are really off book. And I don't want to, of course, deliver a game that doesn't meet the expectations of uh, some of the players even though i know they would be cool with whatever changes that i bring up because i know these people they're my friends so we start off with the email have a list of locations some of these are places that haven't seen official setting material and some of these places where we took the concepts from shadow run and moved them to a to a new location like, um, one, one of the contenders was a New York City, but not the New York City in the Shadowrun universe. It was the New York City from Kim Stanley Robinson's book, New York 2140. In that setting, in that setting, the ocean levels had risen. Lower Manhattan the surrounding boroughs had been flooded. And we didn't have any streets or major motorways in Lower Manhattan. We had canals. And waterways, and that was kind. I was kind of like a cool little take. I loved the artwork that was on the cover of that book. Sent to everybody. That was a contender, but surprisingly, the group wanted to go with the New Angeles setting that was in the of Android, the one that was actually in the shadows uh, of uh, Shadow of uh, of the Beanstalk which was kind of interesting because none of us really knew much about the setting and of the scale of the setting I mean it is like hundreds and hundreds of miles from one end to the other and there's so little written about it that we can make up whatever we wanted in this huge sprawling city and it's also kinda funny I think it's kinda funny because the setting actually is like a joke it's based off of the Android board game, and every location in that setting and almost every character in that setting were references to other pop culture sci-fi. Like, there's a sports uh, arena that's called the Blue Sun Stadium, which is not a Firefly. So, what we wound up doing uh, with our pre-game prep, our pre-session zero prep, is we established where we were and when we said, "Hey, we're going to be in New Angeles," what we did is to get things like the bioroids and the clones and the flying cars in there. We just threw everything forward about a century. We updated a couple of the mega corporations, threw them in there, said, "Hey, there's been there's magic as well." Woo, cool. And at that point, we kicked around a couple of character backgrounds. When we got together for Session Zero, we had character concepts for this setting. We had uh, one of the players had an idea for a character, but as soon as we went, we're going to go ahead and do this New Angeles thing where there are uh, basically mechanical men, uh, androids that are called bioroids in the setting. He chose a bioroid that wanted to learn magic. So it was kind of cool to see that this was like a, a nice little fusion in a character of our setting concept. Our Session Zero actually went ahead and built out the characters. They all had a short uh, primer primer that I, I kind of put together about how to make a character in the system. But when we got together, we kind of like finalized a couple things, moved them up and down, and then I wanted these people, these four people to know each other and to be able to trust one another. So... We stole a piece from the Dresden Files role-playing game. This is a, th- a part that is actually in the current version of Fate. Uh, and what this, this thing that we sold is the story about how you've met the other people. It's a really cool character and world-building thing because it not only... Gets uh, people hooked up with all the other uh, protagonists in your game. It also kind of, it also informs you, the GM, of a couple things that they would like to see in the game. The way this works is we pretend that we have a novel that's a adventure, that's a novel about your character, and we're going to flip to the back cover, and we're going to write out. Three, par- three short sentences or three very short paragraphs about what happens in the novel, so that when someone's picking this up at the at the library or the or the bookstore, they can go like, "Yeah, this sounds pretty cool." So the first step is to go ahead and put yourself in a position where there's some sort of problem or some sort of obstacle or something that you're trying to solve or trying to do, and then what we do is we pass that novel to the next player so you'll get the a person an, another person's novel and you're going to write a little bit about how you came in to help and from that you write you don't resolve everything you go like cool i showed up and we t- i uh i wound up getting these people together. And we, together, we went ahead and broke into this one building. And then we pass it one more time. And now I'm on a third book. And it's going to be how I helped to solve or resolve that person's problem. Even though it still is that person's book. So you write, you write a little bit about how things, how, how things might wrap up kind of leaving it open at the end so that whoever is at the library goes, I want to check this book out and read it. And then from that, we actually have four different books, uh, little book, book blurbs. And we've got people who had a problem. They helped out people and people helped them out. And we suddenly have a little group that has ties together. And we know that these people can trust one another. It's a really cool thing. I've really enjoyed that part of it. And it also told me certain things that they wanted to see in the game. Like one of them really mentioned this one megacorporation that was uh, going against them. So I know that they kind of want stuff happening with those guys in this game. This also lets us... Get to a point where we try to figure out why these people are all together. It's because they've worked together and in our case we kind of looked at the characters and what they wanted us to do and kind of like their overall goals in the game and one of them came up with a bounty hunter character. So our starting point is that we are helping out Marilyn Who is a new bounty hunter in town and we're all friends and we all have these special abilities and we have these special things that can kind of help her out. So our very first session was going to be a quick game about getting a bounty, going to find the person, and bringing them in. And then after we run that, we're starting to see how the system works. And we go ahead and see a little bit more about what's going to happen next. So that's it for right now. Next time we're going to talk about how that first session kind of came out. And a little bit about how we're using Discord to do things. And we will see you then. Alright, thanks for listening.